You've got a vision, you've got an idea, you have a business, but you can't seem to move forward. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Vision Possible. The show that empowers you to believe, conceive, and achieve your goals. We are your hosts, Butch and Julianne Hartman. We are business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, wealth strategists, television producers, and content creators who have negotiated multi-million dollar deals. We'll teach you the secret formula to success. Learn how to make your daydream your day job. Find out more at visionpossible.net. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take your business and scale it to the next level. Get ready to transform your life by making your vision possible. Hey, visionaries, welcome to Vision Possible. I am Butch Hartman, and I am so glad you guys have decided to join me today. This is going to be a great session, I believe. It's always a great session when we get together. You know, when you get together, when you're hearing teaching from somebody, when you get um, information from anybody regarding your intended destination, it is always just a, a great thing, I feel. Whether it's all the information you wanted or even a little you know, smidge of a clue of what you wanted. Any information is good information. And uh, I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you decided to take the time to spend time with me. I certainly want to give you uh, as much as I'm capable of doing in this session. And uh, let's get right into it. We talked about getting your Hollywood dream job. And uh, what, I, what I love about that topic, it's, it's a, I think it's a title that a lot of people are very excited to hear about because a lot of people want to get a Hollywood dream job. You could even change it to getting your entertainment dream job if you wanted to, uh, but getting your Hollywood dream job. And um, we talked all about a little bit of my history uh, last time, um, and uh, it was you know that it was me sort of walking you through the early parts of my animation history, how I got to where I am in the industry. Uh, those of you just tuning in, if you don't know who I am, I've been doing uh, children's television animation for over 35 years. I've produced uh, several huge hit shows on Nickelodeon. Uh, one's called The Fairly Odd Parents, one's called Danny Phantom, one's called Tough Puppy, one is called Bunsen is a Beast. And those uh, shows kept me at Nickelodeon for over 20 years, uh, just around the 20 year mark, a little bit over. But uh, I was there for a little over 20 years and that's a lifetime at any company. And I was able to help them become very successful. I became very successful in the process, and as a result, I'm able to pass that knowledge and uh, experience on to you, which I hope you're going to get a lot out of these uh, these talks. But I talked a lot about my history last time, where I started. A kid from Michigan just wanted to draw cartoons, making movies in his backyard in the late 70s, early 80s, and then coming to California and um, finding my way through uh, the animation industry, you know, and the Hollywood industry. I wanted to come out here and be a Disney animator. Disney was my goal. I never became a Disney animator. I had one goal, be a Disney animator, and I never got there. I didn't ever get to the goal I wanted to be. I got to another super cool goal I didn't even realize was inside of me. And what I like about that, the story is if I'm, had I become a Disney animator at the time, I would have uh, been at Disney. And Disney is known uh, for employing people forever. You know, if you're, if you're good and they like you, you can be there forever. As long as they'll have you, you can be uh, a cog in the Disney machine. And there's certainly great honor in that and great, uh, I have mad respect for so many artists and writers and talented people at Disney. It's amazing. And, but what I realized for me, this is just for me, at the time when I was heading toward the Disney animation route, I didn't feel I was cut out for that. 
I know I wanted to animate, I know I wanted to do cartoons, but it's funny, at, at the time, the only uh, job I could get, and again, it all comes down to timing too, we're gonna talk about that, uh, uh, either in this video or another video, I'll, do, I'll dedicate a whole video about timing, but timing is extremely important. You know, I, I said in the last video, I'll say it again, opportunities are like comets. You know, they are really beautiful, they're, uh, they're really spectacular, and they don't come around very often. And it might be a very long time until you see another one. So getting, uh, <laughs> getting a chance to take advantage of an opportunity is like seeing a comet. You better take advantage of it right then or it might not happen. You know, someone offers you a job. Someone, a door opens here, a door opens there. You better walk through that door. If you're, if you're heading toward that goal and a door opens, walk through it and see what's in there at least. Don't shy away. Don't go into the comfort zone. Remember I told you the dangers of the comfort zone. Don't go into the comfort zone and hide there. You don't want to do that because you've already been in the comfort zone. You know what's in the comfort zone. You know what's in there. You want to establish a bunch of comfort zones all around your chosen field. So no matter where you go, you have friends. The great thing about where I am in my life right now and in my career, uh, in Hollywood, I have a million friends. I have a million friends, a million contacts. If I want to get a project done, bam, I call somebody and they, if they can't do it, they can point me to somebody who can. Because not only do I have a name now, but I have, I have, um, I have an in at different places, you know, and that's an amazing, amazing resource to have. We talked about this in the last video. I'll probably talk about this in all of my videos, but getting resources in your life. You're not an island unto yourself. You need to have resources. And who are those resources? What are those resources? Do you even have any resources right now? I'm asking you these hard questions because I don't have time to mess around in these videos. You don't have time to mess around and I don't have time to mess around. None of us have time to sit and just be talked to nicely. I'm gonna talk nicely to you, but I'm gonna be very real with you. I'm gonna make you take stock in yourself because I think you deserve that. You deserve to have yourself Examined, meaning you need to look at your heart and you need to look at your, your, uh, your fortitude and your goals and where are you going to go in your career and what are you willing to do once you get there. I'm not saying compromise yourself or your beliefs. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about sacrifice. I'm talking about are you willing to sacrifice that time being lazy? Are you, are you willing to sacrifice that, you know, that, that weekend day where you always go hiking with your friends, but are you willing to sacrifice that day to work on your project? Are you willing to sacrifice, oh, I take two weeks off in the summer. Are you willing to take that off the table and work during those two weeks? You know what I mean? There's all kinds of sacrifices that come with getting your Hollywood dream job. You know, I want to be a screenwriter. Great. Do you have a script? Well, not yet. I'm really, I've been working for a couple years on one. A couple years. Okay. Well, is that script done yet? You know, I would always tell people, is I hired many, many people during the course of my career. I hired artists, writers, uh, uh, voice actors, directors. I hired color stylists. I hired production people. I hired all kinds of people in my job as a creator producer at Nickelodeon. And I could tell right away if someone had done something or if somebody was just a talker. Are you a talker? I mean, why don't you ask yourself that question? Are you a talker? Are you somebody who talks a good game and never gets anything done? Or are you somebody who actually does things? They might not be perfect. They might not be wonderful. They might not be exactly where you want them to be. But have you done something I can look at so I can see where you are? That's my question for you. You know, are you able to do something that um, I can look at? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I really want to see your skill level. You know, I would tell writers all the time, I said, do you have any scripts I can read? Oh yeah, I'm working on some. Well, can I read one? Well, I'm not really done yet. 
well, then I really don't think I can, uh, you know, um, judge you or judge your skill level based on a based on a, on a thought or a maybe. Give me a script I can look at, and I'll let you know if you're any good or not. That sort of thing. Are you an artist? Well, I really want to be one. Well, uh, okay, do you have any drawings? Well, I don't have anything you can really look at yet. I say this to artists all the time. All the time. And by the way, if you're a writer, you're an artist. If you're someone who draws with a pen and pencil, you're an artist. If you're a painter, you're an artist. If you're a musician, you're an artist. If you're an actor, you're an artist. If you're someone who puts themselves out there on a stage in any way, you're an artist. And sooner or later, every artist has to put their picture up on the wall. Next video I do, I'm going to do it in my, in my office where I have all my artwork. And I'm going to talk about that because putting your artwork up on a wall is something that a lot of artists are terrified of. They're terrified to put their stuff on a wall because, oh my gosh, what if they don't like it? What if someone doesn't like my work? Well, guess what? This is called the Hollywood entertainment industry, and I guarantee you someone's not going to like your work. You're going to have all kinds of people not like your work. You know, you're going to have people you've never met write you horrible, <laughs> horrible emails telling you they don't like your work. But... You're also going to have a lot of people that do like your work. And those people that like your work are going to far outnumber the people that don't. And that's where you got to get your mindset, getting your Hollywood dream job. Part of it is, it's, we already talked about sacrifice and uh, courage. You know, the courage to know that you have something valuable that you can offer the world. You have something that people want to see. You have an idea that's so good, it needs to get out there. But how are you going to get it out there? Well, I need $20 million. Well, maybe you don't have the $20 million yet. Maybe you have $20. What can you do with $20? That's a big question, I know. A lot of people are like, well, I can't do anything with $20. Okay, let's, let's, let's think about that. With $20, you can do something. You can do a drawing. You can you can record a, a, a song on your iPhone. You can uh, this means iPhone, by the way. But uh, you can record a, a demo of a song. You can uh, you can write an email to somebody. You can make a phone call. So all kinds of things you can do with twenty dollars. And once you have forty dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, what could you do? You know, there's all these dreams and visions that I have that I want to do, and I'm only saying the things to you that I say to myself. What can you do right now for your career to move yourself one step closer to your Hollywood dream job? Right now, what could you do? You know, well, you know, I live in Nebraska. Okay, well, you live in Nebraska. Is there a lot of Hollywood entertainment work in Nebraska? Not saying Nebraska is a bad place. I'm sure Nebraska is amazing. I've never been to Nebraska. I've got to go. But using that as an example, only because it's in the middle of America. Like, I'm from Michigan. I wanted to be in the Hollywood entertainment industry somehow. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I kind of didn't even know why I was going there. I knew I wanted to be an animator for Disney. I knew that, but I knew that I'd be doing other things too. Even when I got out here, I, I was going to school at CalArts, which is a, an amazing art school in Valencia, California. Uh, it was founded by Walt Disney, by the way, which is part of the reason I came out here. I got accepted into the school. That was a whole journey, just getting accepted into the school, number one. Knowing I was going to leave Michigan and then come to California to get my Hollywood dream job, or to get my, uh, first of all, to get into the school, which would lead to the Hollywood dream job. You know, a lot of times you have to remember, the first step you take isn't going to be right into the throne room. You're not going to get to the throne room or the finish line on the first step. There's a lot of steps you got to take to get to that finish line. I ran the LA Marathon once. It's 26.52 miles or something. Running 26 miles, knowing that that 26 miles is ahead of you, you start it one step at a time. 
And by the time, by the way, I, I don't recommend running the marathon unless you're ready for that. This was 20 years ago. I think I can run it now again. I might give it a try. You never know. But um, and there were a lot of people that were older than me at the time running the marathon, and they were faster than me, which blew my mind. Doesn't matter how young you are. If you got this experience running marathons, man, you can run them all the time. But it's getting that experience, guys. You know, uh, doing everything perfectly isn't going to happen. You're going to do. Remember, I said about the twenty dollars. What can you do now for $20, $30, $40, $50 that will get you closer to your Hollywood dream job? For example, watching this video right now, that's a perfect step. This, this is a perfect step to get you closer to your Hollywood dream job simply because you're talking with or hearing somebody talk about their experience, how I did it. You know, I was, I had, I come from a family that had no Hollywood connections. We had no California connections. I didn't have any resources out here. I had really stepped big out of my comfort zone, and it was really against a lot of people's uh, opinions. Now, people weren't really berating me and saying, you can't do this, you shouldn't do this, but they were a lot of people going, are you sure you wanna do this? Okay, and they were like going like this. It was a little, I, there were a lot of nervous people around me when I left for California, but it was funny. It might have been just the exuberance of youth or the, uh, the boldness of youth. I didn't care. I was just so into what I wanted to do. I want to be an animator for Walt Disney. I am going for it. I'm going for this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to make this happen. Now, I didn't make the Disney dream happen. And the reason I said that is because of this. Being an animator at Disney, I would have just been an animator. And again, nothing wrong with being an animator. It's amazing. It's wonderful. These people are so talented. But I wanted more than just being an animator. I wanted to be the guy who created the shows animators worked on. And I didn't even realize it at the time. That's the main thing. I didn't even know that's what I wanted to do at the time. I knew I wanted to be in entertainment somehow. As I went through my Hollywood uh, journey, I, I could, my skill level was at the level. I know I've hopped around a lot here. But my skill level at the time when I left school to go get a job in Hollywood, my skill level was at the point where I was only so good. I wasn't Disney animator quality. I knew it. I was like, I want this job, but I'm not that good. I can't do that very good. But I can do all these other things really good. I can draw funny TV characters. I, I can write funny stories. I can come up with funny jokes. You know, I'm like that guy. I was like, okay. I wasn't an official writer at the time. I, I'm, I'm gonna, oh, I have a really funny story to tell you. Back in the, in the 80s, uh, I'll, get, I'll get back on track in a second. But back in the 80s, I saw the movie Back to the Future in the theater in 1985. That's, that's how far I go back. But I saw the movie in the theater, and I loved Back to the Future so much, I went, I'm going to be a writer. I've got to write a story like that someday. I was sitting in the theater going, I gotta, I've got to be, I've got to do that. So I actually left the theater, left the theater, went to an office supply store, which were new in those days, went in the 80s, went to an office supply store, and I bought a typewriter. This is before computers in 1985. I bought a typewriter. It was like 30 bucks. I bought this typewriter, and I started typing up a manuscript for a screenplay. Never written a screenplay in my life. Didn't know how to do one. Had no clue, but I knew I had a story. And so I just started writing down the story, learning how to, and I knew how to write sentences in the English language and things, but I didn't know how to put it in the format of a script. I didn't know how to format a script. I didn't know how to write an idea down. I knew how to summarize though. I'd written many book reports in school. How do you summarize something? Here's my story. How do I summarize it? So I started clackety 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 on my, on my typewriter. You do like that, 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 and move the, you know, the thing over. And uh, whatever that official name is for that, uh, the ribbon thing, whatever. So, um, I would, uh, the drum, that's it, the, the drum, never mind, the drum, okay, the typing. So I'm, I was typing my story up, and uh, I really came up with a cool story that I loved. Now, no one will ever see this story. <laughs> no one will ever see what I wrote. But the point is, it was something I wanted to do. I got all excited, 
and I wanted to write this story down. And I wrote it down that day because I w- nothing was going to stop me. Now, I'm just that kind of person. Maybe you're a different type of person than me. But in order to make a dream come true, you've kind of got to be a person like that. You've got to be a person that doesn't take no for an answer. Like, I was going to write a story down. Now, could I have gone home and written it down on pencil and paper? Yeah, but I figured, writer, i gotta, I got to have a typewriter. I can type. I've taken some typing classes in high school. So I went and got a typewriter, did my thing. And to this day, I still remember the story I wrote down. And someday I'm going to turn it into a screenplay. I really am. And, uh, but what was cool about that was once I wrote that down, once I put that idea on paper, I became a writer. I wasn't a professional writer at the time, but you know what? I'd written something down so I could say, yeah, I am a writer. So when someone says, are you an artist? Yes, I'm also a writer. Suddenly you sound like you know what you're doing. And to be honest with you, I wasn't lying. I'd written something. Anyway, so my skill level wasn't at the Disney animator level when I went to, um, to go get a job at Disney. It just wasn't. I knew I had to work harder to get there. But in in the meantime, I was taking these television jobs. You know, TV animation was huge back in the 80s. It's still huge. I was working at Hanna-Barbera. I was working at Ruby Spears Productions. They were the guys who created Scooby-Doo for uh, Hanna-Barbera, Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. They had an animation studio. I worked at Amblin Productions on a show called Family Dog. And I got to Hanna-Barbera, worked there, like I said. And... um, I uh, had some great times, but I did everything. I worked as a storyboard artist. I worked as a character designer. I worked as a, uh, I started getting jobs as a writer. Like I'd, I'd walk by the writer's room and I'd, I'd hear them saying something. And then I'd see one of the writers at the, uh, in the kitchen later on. I'd go, you know, it'd be a cool joke for that scene. And they'd go like, what? And I would say about it and they would laugh. They'd go, that's a funny joke. Thanks. And they would go off and they would get credit for the joke. So anyway, but like after three or four of those, suddenly I'd walk past the writer's room and they would go, hey, Butch, come in here for a second. We got to sit down for a second. What would you do in this situation? And they would ask me uh, about, you know, what would you do here? What, what kind of joke would you tell here? And so I got to start telling jokes in cartoons. And before you know it, I was starting to get writing assignments. So now I really was a professional writer. And I got to join the Writers Guild and all that stuff. And joining the Writers Guild is really great because you start to get something called health benefits. So you, <laughs> you really want to join the Writers Guild if you can. Uh, but it ain't easy. And again, it's being in the right place at the right time. We talked about timing earlier. I was in a place, I was in an atmosphere where there were actually people writing scripts and people drawing cartoons. If you're not in an atmosphere like that, remember we talked about Nebraska. Again, go Nebraska, love Nebraska. But if you're in Nebraska or Michigan or Alaska or Wyoming or Florida, wherever you are, or or in a a European country. But if you want to get to Hollywood, you need to come and get in this atmosphere. I know the world's different now. Yes, there's technology. Yes, there's Zoom calls. Yes, there's, you know, um, all types of technology that can take us places we can't go physically. And that's wonderful. But there's nothing like the experience of being in a room with other people being creative. There just really isn't. And um, I, I challenge you and I encourage you to try and get into as many of those environments as you can. If you can't physically come to Hollywood, I'm not saying sell everything you have and get here unless it's the kind of person you are. You can do that if you want. But is there an entertainment industry where you live? Is it there? And if it's there, why aren't you in it? Why aren't you in it? Are you you in it? Are you a creative writer? Are you an actor in a local play? Do you do things for the local high school? Great. If that's what you do, awesome. That's awesome. If, if you've leveled up to that area, that is incredible. If they're counting on you there, my gosh, that's amazing. You can influence kids. You can, you can um, um, and that's another thing we're talking about too is influence. You, you are an influence 
no matter where you go. You influence a circle of people no matter where you go or what you think, you do. Anyway, if you are an influence to people, that's huge. But if you wanna become a bigger influence and get to be a bigger known personality, I encourage you to do a bunch of other things too. Go on YouTube. Anyone can start a YouTube channel. Get a camera, have the guts to do it, turn the camera on, upload the video, boom, you're off and running. But that takes a little bit of experience too, meaning start your videos. They're not gonna be uh, get a million views right out of the gate, but eventually they will if you stick with it. Again, it's not gonna be perfect at first. It's like walking into a gym, saying, I'm gonna lift 1,000 pounds on day one. Can't do that. You gotta lift five pounds, then 10 pounds, 100 pounds. You're not gonna get to the 1,000 pounds until you've prepared yourself with the smaller weights, with the preparation. You've gotta be prepared. You've gotta be prepared. You've gotta be in an atmosphere of creativity, and you've got to understand timing. It's all about timing. But the timing isn't gonna happen for you until you put yourself in that atmosphere of creativity and somehow get there. I would tell all the interns at Nickelodeon, every year we had a crop of interns. Uh, there'd be like, I think it was three times a year, uh, every, every quarter, or maybe four times a year, they'd have 20 interns, they'd rotate them out. And every time the interns would come in, there would, uh, they'd all wanna have lunch with me. Hey, can we have lunch? And I would love to have lunch, but I, instead of having 20 individual lunches, I'd have one big lunch and we'd all just sit there and we'd eat and um, I'd said, fire questions at me and, we'd, and they'd answer, I'd, I'd answer questions for them. And um, the first, one of the first things I would say is how proud I was of them. I'm like, you guys, this is amazing that we're all sitting here at lunch right now. I'm very proud of you because whatever you did to get here, you got here. You know, you're in this building right now. You know, getting in the building is massively huge. In Hollywood, you have no idea. Just being in the building can change your life. Whether you're in the mailroom, you're a janitor, you're answering phones, whatever it is you're doing, because you're suddenly around the people making this stuff happen. You see them, you talk to them, you hear what's going on, you can offer suggestions like me with the writer's room back in the day. You know, you guys can do that because you're in the right atmosphere. That is huge. You've gotta be in that creative atmosphere. You've gotta find yourself in an atmosphere or get yourself into an atmosphere where you can uh, begin to become creative and stay creative. But if you're home right now and you're sitting uh, here watching me and you haven't moved yet, I don't mean move like physically move out of your house, although that's part of it. But if you haven't taken that step yet, that's what I meant by moving. If you haven't taken that step, it's time to take that step. You could be watching this at nine o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning. You'd be watching this 10 years from now. I don't know when you're watching this, but it's time for you to take that step. You know why? Because there's no time to waste. Why do you want to waste the time? What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of what they'll think. Like I just said, you're an artist. You got to put your picture on the wall at some point. The next time, next time we do a video, I'm going to put all my, you'll be in my room with all my pictures. You've got to put your picture on the wall at some point. Someone has to see it eventually. You're an entertainer. You know, you're gonna entertain people. Someone is going to like your work. Look how many movies out there that you like. Look how many you don't like. Look how many TV shows you love. Look how many you can't stand. Look how many actors you like. How many actors you don't like. That's life. People have different opinions. You've gotta get used to that and get rid of the fear. We're gonna talk about fear as well. Getting rid of fear. We gotta do a whole video on that. Getting rid of that fear. It, it's the, fear is the worst. It is like a, an anchor chain around your leg. It'll hold you in place and never let you move. And uh, they go, a little bit of fear is good. No, zero fear is good. Wisdom is good, fear is not. Don't be fearful, okay? Okay, so I gave you an assignment. I wanted you to write down your goals. What are your goals? I said it could be anything from sweeping the floor, 
at, you know, uh, in a sound studio to winning an Oscar, anywhere in between that. What are your goals? Did you write them down? If you didn't write them down before, if this is the first video you're watching, write the goals down now. What's your goal in Hollywood or in entertainment? What do you want to do? You want to be a director, an actor, a writer, a dancer, a juggler, a comedian, an artist, you know, a, cartoon, a, a cartoonist? What do you want to be? You can be anything you want to be, but you have to write it down first. You know, there's one scripture in the Bible that I always uh, lean on. It's, it's from the book of Habakkuk, which is in the Old Testament. Sounds like I just sneezed. Habakkuk or coughed. And it says that you have to write down the vision and make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. You have to write your vision down. If you don't write it down, it's going to be a little hard to explain to people what you're trying to do. Yes, you can explain it with your voice, of course, but you know, writing things down makes things a lot more permanent. It makes it more real. For example, the building I'm sitting in right here, you think they just showed up here to uh, build this building with like, uh, you know, just, just wood and some material and say, okay, let's start building. No, they had a blueprint. They wrote it out. They planned it down to the T and then they built the building. And that's what you got to do with your vision. You got to write it down, make it plain so other people can see it, so you can see it. Put it around your house, write post-its all over the place. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be this. Because the things that you see that take into your heart, that's what you're going to become. So write the vision down. You've been listening to Vision Possible. To get more information or to contact Butch and Julianne to schedule your private coaching session, go to visionpossible.net. That's visionpossible.net.